everyone, and welcome back to Agents of Damned, our Let's Play D&D podcast featuring myself, your sometimes benevolent, often malevolent dungeon master, Jordan Roman. And, as always, I am joined by my fellow players. Hi guys, I'm Katie, and I play Faith. Hey everyone, I'm Christina, and I play Wintera. And I'm Drew McLean, and by the holy wholesomeness of Bahamut's homies... I play the good Dr. Arlo Aegon. His homies? His homies. Alright. Bahamut is cool like that. What do you think Arlo got the idea to like, you know, rap at you? Okay. That, that, that is a long time ago reference. Boy. And yet it, it feels like only yesterday. That's like Man, we have deep second cut references episode. now. That's I love it. Weird. Speaking of deep cuts, uh, how about we get into the emotional deep cuts I'm undoubtedly going to lay on you guys after last yeah. time. Ugh. Oh boy, let's oh, yeah. do this. Last time, when Tara was finally reunited with Oliver, who himself was ecstatic to be reunited with his older sister. However, Oliver was unaware that he had died, believing instead that he had simply fallen asleep for a long time and hadn't grown older as a result of this. After a night's rest and some emotional conversations, the agents and bookworm departed for the forest of lost giants. As they ventured further into the midnight woods, they came across an elderly woman whose cart seemed to be stuck. The agents offered their help only to discover that the elderly woman was actually Big Betty and decided to enjoy their favorite eatery with a friend in tow. After an unusually speedy meal, the agents continued on their journey south. Once they arrived at the Forest of Lost Giants, the agents were greeted by a valley of rot and decay. Everything, as far as the eye could see, had been razed to the ground, with only the hollowed remnants of life to show for it. As they surveyed the destruction, Saith noticed a nearby bush began to rustle. Upon closer investigation, young Oliver popped out of the bush. As Mentera attempted to reprimand him, Oliver noticed a figure approaching them, seemingly from out of nowhere. As the figure neared, the agents recognized the figure as the undead necromancer they had come to destroy. Along with it, the black hand from Bookworm's vision apparated from the necromancer. Upon seeing it, Wintera remembered the fire that destroyed her home and ultimately took Oliver's life. Only now, she remembered the hand being there as well. While initially frozen in fear, Wintero joined Arlo, Saith, and Bookworm in fighting this figure. However, as Bookworm attempted to lash out, she herself froze in place and was quickly rendered unconscious. As the battle ensued, the agents quickly realized that the hand seemed impervious to all of their attacks and was able to cast the spell Finger of Death. The agents sent Oliver home on one of the owls Wintera had summoned, while using the rest to ensure their own getaway. Wintera used the time to revive Bookworm, who unconsciously used her magic to utter a single word. Bookworm. She then dove into the forest below and set up a protective field before secluding herself in an earthen tent. And thus, we resume our tale. At this point, it's been a little bit. She's still secluding herself in the tent. I imagine some of you guys, at the very least when Tara, has tried to speak with her, but have had otherwise very little success. As you guys are trying to figure out exactly what your next move should be, Arlo, you get a ping on your speaking stone. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, Arlo picks up a speaking sound. Yellow. Where are you? Around. As you're, uh, adjust to the ringing in your ears from the shout from your unsurprisingly angry boss, you hear Ryan continue to speak. Where were you at the meeting this morning? The what? We had a mandatory meeting. I made a call for it earlier today, and your team was the only one that didn't show up. Where are you? Uh, we're out on sabbatical? I don't recall giving you authorization for that yet. When Tara pipes up from the background 
and she's kind of mean about it a little bit. She's like, we're with Bookworm. Bookworm? Where? In my forest. Bookworm, if you can hear me, you know that was not the arrangement. Bookworm does not respond in any way. I assume what happened is that she simply told you that she needed help getting to her forest, correct? Yes. What she failed to mention was that she was supposed to go through me to do that so I could authorize the team that she picked, not her to just choose willy-nilly and head on out on her own accord. What, do you think we wouldn't be a good choice? Not saying you wouldn't be a good choice, but these things need to be documented. It's a bureaucracy, you know how this works. Yeah, I understand. Oh no! Uh, R- Ryan, there's a, a terrible monster! Oh, it's eating my speaking stone! Oh no! Ah! Don't hang it. up, I'm not done! And I drop it and try to make like sounds like it's being gnashed up. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I try to go like, ah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Someone pick up the stone! <laughs> For the love of God, man! She is your boss! I don't know, I thought she would have bought it. Maybe if it was the first time you pulled this nonsense. And even then. No, what's done is done. I'm not going to bother with this right now. We'll deal with this later. Right now, I need to bring you up to speed. Especially given where you are. The meeting was about some recent escaped convicts. You may recognize the names Sasaba and Abbasis. Oh! They've escaped, and I, we don't know where they are. I was telling everyone this so they could stay on high alert. But, given where you are now, you need to remain doubly so. Who's Abbasis? Are you... Sasaba's sister, <laughs> the one that hypnotized me in Divine Shield. Cantaloupe. Right, got it. Arlo, take this seriously. Never. G- 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 give me that. G- give me the stone right now. I am. This is for the. You are. I cannot believe I'm being the only adult here right now. Give me that. I'm sorry, boss. Thank you so much for the updates. Right now, we are dealing with a particularly nasty evil. Yes, yes, I'm aware the undead, like I said, I knew about this. I just wasn't able to authorize a team yet because she wasn't ready. Our sincere apologies. We did not mean to go against policy in this manner. As I said earlier, it's not necessarily you all I'm now upset with. I'll have a word with Bookworm when you all return. There's one more thing. What? When Tara, yeah, when Tara walks over closer to safe and she's just like, not only is the evil undead thing something that is from Bookworm's past, but it's from mine too. I beg your pardon? When those fires broke out that changed things for my family, That hand that we saw relating to these undead creatures was there, too. Hand? What? Uh, Hold on. There's some kind of undead hand. I don't know. There's more than just the necromancer. Uh, I guess? It it, it casts... uh, (sighs) When Tara turns around and throws her hands up, she's just like... I don't know. It just, it cast, it cast a spell on us, and it, I remember seeing it when I was a child. I don't know anything else. Right. Well, for now, see what you can figure out about this thing, and above all else, stay with Bookworm. Because of her disability, she's unable to cast most magics. Her druidic abilities, while impressive, are extremely limited. So, make sure that you three stay with her at all times. Understood? Yes, Yes, ma'am. Very good. 
Be sure to keep me updated on this one doubly so. And again, keep your eyes open for the twins. Riot out. And the call goes dead. You need to grow up a little bit. Hard pass. At least when it comes to her. I mean, there is a time for you to goof off with her and 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 love her. I get it. You have to remember she's our boss. I don't know. I can't help myself. She's just like so stern about it. I just want to joke around. I get it. It's a coping mechanism. You're just trying to move the conversation along, but this is a pretty serious issue going on with us right now between the fact that the Sneeple fucking escaped, and then on top of that, she gestures vaguely. I mean, like, widely around her. Like, basically, everything is shit. This is pretty bad shit. But, we're gonna figure out a way to fix it. We just gotta take our time to figure it out. Oh, that does, that does remind me. But, Wintera. What's up, Arlo? Uh, so, and, like, he, he puts, like, a hand, like, softly on your shoulder. He's like, Wintera, you are a very good friend of mine. And I know that this, this big, skeletal, crazy hand thing is probably very traumatic for you. So, just to make sure that you're mentally prepared, um, I am telling you ahead of time, I am gonna be calling him Handrew Fancy Fingers. And I just want you to be aware of that Did and, like, make your peace with it before we, like, uh, see him again. Because like, I'm uh, doing that. That's happening. This entire conversation that we had two seconds ago. I, uh, <sighs> Arlo, I have to be honest. I don't even know what that means. I spent the last two weeks doing prep. You spent two weeks coming up with that name. <laughs> what? No. Continue, please. When Tara lightly brushes Arlo's hand off his shoulder, and it, it now is ignoring them and is going over to check on Bookworm, make sure she's okay if she like comes out of the tent at all. When you go over to see how she is doing, she is more or less the same as she has been. She's sitting in her tent, hugging her legs. She's sort of just staring blankly like she looks like someone who has just spent a very long time crying and is now in the phase of sorrow where they're trying to process everything oh poor bookworm she, she looks very deep in thought and very much like she will be unwilling to move for the foreseeable future Wintera just offers a look of understanding and is like i'll leave you alone for now i understand how this is but I just want you to know that I'm here if you need to talk. She just hugs her legs, Tiger, and gives a quick nod. Okay, and then Wintera is going to leave her alone. After a little while, can I have Safe go over? Yeah, sure, I'd love to see how you try and handle this. <laughs> She's going to, um, she doesn't want to talk out loud because it her voice is loud. So she's going to sign to her. So this whole conversation is probably going to be in sign, but uh, she's going to ask if she can sit with her. I will I will point out, she does not at any point, like, turn her head. So I imagine you do it once and then reposition yourself so she has to see you, and then she gives just a brief nod. So she's going to sit down with her, like, facing her. And she's just going to say, I want to tell you a story. And... She's basically going to tell her a little bit about Varus. She's going to pull out that notebook where she's got faces in it that she drew. Oh, of your murder victims, yes, I remember. Of my murder victims. And she's going to open it up to the first couple of pages and show her a picture of him. And she's going to say... Does Safe consider Varus someone that she's killed? I, yes. Absolutely. She blames herself for him. That hurts. God damn. Yep. Please continue quickly. God damn. Okay, okay, (laughs) okay, okay. So basically, she's gonna say that 
she lost him under horrific, you know, circumstances. And that she can't imagine coming across him reanimated, how hurt she would feel by it. Almost like losing him again. And she's going to say that what she saw out there, although had his essence, is no longer who she loved. And she needs to separate looking at this necromancer, this ultimate evil that tried to kill her from the bookworm that she knew and loved. And to basically just think of him and remember him as the last time she saw him and put that feeling, that anger, that love that she has towards who he used to be and find the strength to help herself figure out how to defeat him. That was very anime. A little bit. It was. And then she's gonna get up and she's gonna say, and above anything else, if there's one thing that I'm gonna say out loud here, you're not alone. And we're never, ever going to leave your side whether it's in a moment of battle or in a moment of despair sorry bookie you're kind of stuck with this grin of mine she just buries her head deeper into her like at this point you guys can no longer see her face we'll be friends forever bookworm senpai side note arlo roll me an intelligence check oh yeah I keep forgetting because I'm me trying to play a character that's actually intelligent that Arlo's moderately intelligent. Uh, so that's a, what, a 14? It is, it is difficult playing a character that's smarter than you are. <laughs> yeah, like, Arlo's canonically smarter than I am, and I have no idea to figure that shit out. Welcome to most of my NPCs. He's like that character, he's like that kid in school who you think, like, man, his grades must be terrible, but they're great, and you're just like, what the fuck? And he's like, I'm smart, I'm just, a, I'm just an idiot. Why did we know so many kids like that? <laughs> there there were a few things you did not catch, assuming you were being a little nosy, which you're Arlo, I assume you were. But you caught most of what Saith said if you wanted to eavesdrop. Oh. Yeah, I'll say I eavesdropped a little bit. Then you know most of that aspect of her backstory. Gotcha. Can I like can I come in next? As, like, someone who's talking to Bookworm to attempt to comfort Yeah, sure, why not? While she's at, like, an emotional low, go for it. I'm sure you'll handle this with all the tact in the world. Yeah. So, so Arlo kind of, like, he sidles up next to Bookworm. And, um, he says, like, eh, well, you know, you know I'm not as good as a signing as a, as Saith is, but, you know, just because you can't speak doesn't mean you can't hear me, so I know I, you can, I can at least reach you this way, am I right? At this point, she's not doing anything to acknowledge you guys anymore. Alright, that's fair. Um, so... I know we're feeling, uh... We're feeling pretty rough about everything, but... What Say said is true, and I don't know what uh, when Tara said, but I imagine she said something along the same lines. We're gonna be here for you. We're a team, and we're also a family. And we're not going anywhere. You're not facing this on your own. But I know facing old trauma is tough. Uh, but in my professional medical opinion, uh, this is always the best solution. And he produces a small uh, um, vial of whiskey and just like, kind of taps it down next to her. Now, in the old oh, times, boy. people used to be worried about this um, hurting your liver. But then we discovered healing magic. I... So you can really just like just go to town with no Sorry. consequences. I... <laughs> Exactly, did Arlo get his medical training? The Oregon Trail? Shit! <laughs> I'm just, I'm just in a mood today to just be a little shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. It's just trauma. At this point, 
you guys have the option of like trying to discuss a plan going forward, or as I've somewhat implied through Bookworm's sort of mood and just general in- unwillingness to move, this is going to be an opportunity for you guys to take a long rest after that fight. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, I get my we spells need that. Back. Do you guys want to do anything while you are doing that, or is this just going to be just long rest time skip? I think Arlo would probably like check in on uh, Winterra again, like during that like longer period. All right. And it's like, uh, like, are we in like in tents or something? Or are we like in like a little shack? Or, like, where are we at? I don't know. How do y'all long rest in the woods? You tell me. Winterra's perched herself about as far on the edge of this little encampment as she can to try to keep her ears open for anything going on. Oh wait, and I know Say sleeps in a tree like a possum. We established that. Beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, just, just to clarify also, uh, you guys are still within Bookworm's, like, special magical fields. So you guys don't have to worry about, like, detection or anything like that, so you don't have to worry about, like, keeping watch or anything like that. Plus, Winterra still has her weapon of warning, so... J- just so you guys don't have to worry about, like, shifts or anything like that. Like, you guys are about as safe outside as you've ever been. About as safe outside? Hey. I can change everything <laughs> I just said in a moment's notice. Ugh. <sighs> Man, it's weird how, like, you get the punishment on that one where I have just been the worst of this whole episode so far. Oh, I'm getting to you. Don't you worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. You're just building up points. Anyway, do you want? You said you wanted to do something with Winterra. Yeah. So I was going to, like, um, kind of, like, after, like, you know, the mood has died down, like, come over to Winterra. He's going to, like, come and just, like, uh, I, I want to stop trying to use the phrase sidle up beside someone, but, like, it also seems very Texas Arlo as a phrase, so... That is the phrase I'll use. He sidles up beside Winterra. Uh, hey there, um, I know I, uh, I know I'm joking around a lot, and don't, don't, don't get it twisted. This is, that's not going anywhere. That's gonna, that's there to stay. But, I guess, uh, what's the best way to word this? I'm not good with emotions. You, uh, you good? Winterra snickers a little bit. She's just like, ugh. I feel like that depends on what part of good you were referring to, but I will be okay. All right, I just, I like to check on you. I, uh, you know, losing family is tough, and confronting that is tough. And even though you've gotten Oliver back, um, even though your still- brother Winchester is finally back to you, shut the actual <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> You shut your fucking mouth. What? what? Well, so, all right, so, so even though you've gotten your brother Oliver back, you know, it, when we go through our, our medical learning and our, our cleric training, we, you know, we we learn that eventually that's a power that becomes available to us, and so they they make us aware of the repercussions that can come from someone coming back. The the pain of losing them doesn't go away, and there is an underlying fear of losing them again because you have been shown with unshakable proof that they can be taken away. I want to make sure that you're alright. I will be. I appreciate it, Arlo. Losing him was the hardest thing I think anyone in my family had gone through. And him being back is the happiest thing I think we've had in a while. But processing him being here for real and his new powers and the possible threat on my home again is a lot so I'm dealing with it but I'll be okay Arlo kind of claps Winterra on the shoulder and he's like I know you'll I know you're tough and you can you can manage through, but don't be afraid to talk to us if you need to. And uh, he reaches in like you know his little bag, uh, and then he produces a small vial of whiskey, and then like I looks at it, it and looks at Winterra, and he's like, "Actually, no, that's the worst idea I've ever had." And he puts it right back in the bag. <laughs> oh my fuck! I knew you were gonna produce more whiskey. <laughs> At least he took it back. You have not asked me if you had this whiskey, by the way. You have assumed. 
I have assumed, and you have not challenged me, so now it's precedent. <laughs> I will only challenge it when it becomes an actual problem. <laughs> I was gonna, we're gonna be in the middle of a boss fight, and I'm like, I'm gonna throw my million vials of whiskey at him to use the flammable substance. <laughs> oh my god. To which, to which I will say, no, you're gonna use your flame breath like a good dragonborn and shut the fuck up. Hey! Listen! What? Throw one of them up here! Yeah, alright, you've had a rough day, you've earned it. And he, like, he tosses you up a little. And Arlo uncorks one for himself. As he tosses that up to you, you reach for it. But then a black goo shoots out from your hand and catches it for you, and you realize your black pudding has returned to you. Yay! Oh, hi, buddy! It's good to see you! I was hoping you were okay! I was so worried! It forms a thumbs up. <laughs> I love him! And then it slides back onto your person. I will not say where. Nope. 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 Mm -mm. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Could be anywhere. Oh, Who knows? You, you, you hush your whore mouth. You guys rest so you can get your spells, your health back, process everything that has happened, have some little mini whiskey bottles, and get a nice buzz at best, really. That's all you can ask for some days. Yeah, true. After a while, save. Roll me a con save, please. 18! You start to feel yourself swinging back and forth. In such a way that if you had rolled lower, you would have suffered vertigo, because I'm an asshole. <laughs> but it eventually stirs you awake, and you see that it is Bookworm frantically shaking you. Hi! Okay! Hi! Are you okay? She shakes her head no very quickly. Like, she is- oh. She's in a frenzy right now. Alright, okay. What's going on? You see her start to sign, and what she signs horrifies you. Oh god, what does she sign? When Tara's gone. Excuse me? Wait, what? Saith, you look around, and you do not see Wintera anywhere. Alright, can I use investigation to see where she went? Absolutely, go ahead and roll it. Hey, 18 again, not bad. You do actually see a set of tracks that lead outside of the barrier. They look decently fresh. Okay. She left recently. We'll find her. Oh, did you wake me up? Yeah, but say, is Arlo awake? You did not do that at all, and I'm just curious. I'm gonna throw a rock at him. Oh, lovely. Uh Ow, what the fuck? Wake up! I, I am clearly awake. You threw a rock at me. What do you want? We gotta go, when Tara left. What, wait, what, what, why? I don't know, but I can find, I have her tracks right here. We need to follow them. All right, all right, all right, let's go, let's go. You guys follow the tracks. They go on for a little bit deeper into the Midnight Woods, further away from the Forest of Lost Giants. And eventually you come into a clearing. The clearing is a little... It doesn't look natural. Some of the trees look charred, as if there was a fire. And near the edge of it, you see three things. One, you see Wintera lying on the ground, unconscious. Two, next to her is an equally unconscious Oliver. And perhaps most concerning of all is the large man with a dire wolf standing above them both, smiling down upon them. Oh, I hate it. The man is clad in an emerald green fur suit with silver trim and a long bow stretched across his back. He has two swords with ornate gold elvish designs embroidered across them. And as he looks down, his glowing green eyes are complemented by a mischievous smile as he whispers to himself, Found you at last. What do you do? Arlo yells out, Dead man says what? He does not turn to you. Arlo attacks. 
roll to hit. Also, how? I didn't think that far ahead. I was being impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just realized how vague that response was. <laughs> you know what? We're going to say guiding bolt because that's my bread and butter shit. Okay, continue. That's an, 18, that's an 18 to hit. Cool! You see your guiding bolt blazing with radiant energy spiral towards this man. And it explodes on impact, creating a shining, radiant burst. And as you look to see the damage you have wrought, you feel a pair of swords pressed against your throat as the man is now standing behind you. That wasn't very nice of you, no, was it? Oh no, another edgelord. I'm sorry, a what? It's an edgelord, it's what you are, in your heart and soul. I don't know what that is. Yeah, just, just, just think about every aspect of your personality and being, and that's what an edgelord is. Tiefling girl, do you know what he's talking about? <laughs> Almost never. Alright, so what do you want with the bears? As you ask that question, you hear someone approaching from the distance. Like, it sounds like distant running. And they're getting closer and closer. And you hear, My lord! My lord! No, please! Please! No! My, my, my lord! No! 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 My lord! No! 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 Don't do that! Don't do that! Don't do that! And at this point, Wintera, you have woken up because of all of the commotion. And all of you see... Audelo, running over frantically, trying to stop this person from doing whatever it is that he is doing. Ugh, what is going on? Why is everyone so loud? Oh, uh, hi, hi, dear, um, sorry, just one moment. My, my lord, please, uh, do not do that. We're here to see all of them, remember? Please, put the swords away now, please, thank you, yes. My lord? Uh, the man stands up and reaches the sword. At this point, you guys realize just how big this person is. He actually stands roughly nine feet tall. I could have taken him. Ooh, I like the bravado in you. You would have made for a fun challenge. But, as my accomplice has said, she is right. We are here to seek you out, and I should keep my impulses at bay. He kneels down uh, on one knee and bows to you all deeply and says, Greetings, I am Lord Oberon, mate of the Lady of the Summer Court. Ah, shit. Ardolo comes up and is like, Yes, um, sorry about the intrusion and the attack. I told him to not do that, but he gets impulsive when there is a... Uh... How do you word it again, my lord? When there's a hunt at foot, and a challenge waiting for me to test my skills to the limits. That. Did you mean to say a hunt afoot? Hmm. An excellent question. One I hadn't considered. Uh, so, so how did our compatriots end up unconscious over there? Especially the five-year-old. That's where I'm most confused. Hmm. An excellent question, and one I don't really have an answer for. I just found them. Tara, are you okay? When Tara's sort of shaking her head as she wakes up to, like, poof out her fur and her hair, and she looks over when she realizes that Saith just said in the five-year-old, she's like, wait, what, Oliver? And she looks over, she's like, is he still is he still currently unconscious? He is also unconscious. He appears to be otherwise fine, just out like a light. Oh, okay, well, I guess he's sleeping. Wait, this isn't... This isn't the same place we fell asleep at. No, you disappeared from camp. What? Yeah, we went out looking for you. We came to find you. Oh. Well, thanks. I guess. I, uh... I, I don't know. I guess I used to do this thing called... Dream moving when I was a kid. Sometimes when I got stressed out. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but... I think it's probably okay. And she's gotten up and brushed herself off. Oh, good lord, you have it too. When Tara, are you referring to the practice of zombnambulism? What? Sleepwalking. I guess. 
I don't know. Sometimes I move when I'm asleep if I'm really stressed out. I don't know. And she gets up and she's picked up Oliver and, like, put him on her back at this point. Arlo puts a hand on your shoulder. Arlo says, it's actually something that runs in our family. I didn't realize it ran that deep, but apparently that's a thing. Neat. All right, well, I'm just glad you're okay. You gave us quite a scare. Yeah, I don't know. Oliver wasn't with us when we fell asleep, right? I don't remember him being there. Yeah, sounds like the little man picked up another ability. Oh. I'm going to go down on a limb here and say that uh, when we told him to go away that he didn't do that. Weird, almost like he's a five-year-old. I threw him at a giant bird, so I did my part. Y'all being oddly chill about the fact that Audelo, who was not really in a position to leave the Feywild, is here with you in the material plane, by the way. Yeah, at this point when Tara's looked over at her, she's like, wait, what are you doing here in the forest? I mean, not that I'm not happy to see you, but, uh, what? No, no, I, I realize, I realize these are extenuating circumstances. Um, do you remember that, uh, deal that you made with the lady? Yes. Well, uh, we need your help now. Oh. At this point, Oberon steps forward and says, We are in need of your services in order to help us find that which is lost. Or rather, that whom is lost. As I am sure Lady Titania has informed you, Otolo was one of two people who switched realms. The envoy that we sent to your world has gone missing, and we need your help to find them. What's their hmm. name? We don't know. But, you know what, I'm not even going to question that. Well, it's why we know they're missing. We've forgotten everything about them. We have no memory of them, but we know that they were. We do not know why they are not now. So, we require help from those of the material plane, whom we have an alliance with, to help us. Unfortunately, as you are all now, you are no good to us. So, we need you to come with us. Wait, what? Autolo steps forward he's like, uh, let me translate, please. What he's saying is... The Arbiter that was sent over from their world here, as I came from here over to the Feywild, they've forgotten everything about them other than the fact that they exist, and they themselves can't search for him because of Fey something or other. I, I'm still not fully certain on that one, but we need someone from the Material Plane. But they need to have something referred to as the Blessing of the Fae, which can only be granted in the Fae Wild. So, in order for you to help us find this person, we need you to come back with us to the Fae Wilds in order to receive the Blessing. Oh. Well, we probably should drop off the child first. I think Mom would be mad if we brought him to the Fae Wild without her knowing. Oh, right. Yes. We should definitely go to... Do we really have to go back over there? I mean, that seems like such a... Such a out-of-the-way journey, and we really do need to get going, and, um... I don't like how afraid you are by the mere mentioning of her mother. It's not fear, per se, but... Drama, drama, drama. Drama! Drama! That. Quintera has clasped Arlo's mouth closed at this point with one of her blue hands. Like you would, like, a <laughs> crocodile. <laughs> I mean, that that is large... Uh, how long has it been? Like, I... What would I even say to her? I, I didn't even know what to say to you when I first saw you. I was so in shock. And I... We can't. We can't take a five-year-old into the Feywild. It, it'll. It should. It'll only be for a little bit. It'll be fine. I promise. It's not going to be anything dangerous. Oh, for the love of God, she's your daughter. Ugh. 
When Tara sort of looks around at the trees and she's just like, honestly, I'm surprised none of them have passed through here right about now. We usually, uh, we're on patrol through most of the forest throughout the day. Then we need to move quickly, please! I do not, I am not emotionally ready for this! And she starts walking off, like, frantically. Hold on a minute, lady! No! I'm not bringing Oliver to the Feywild. He's gotta go back home. She stops momentarily and turns us like, then you drop him off. I'll meet you by the portal. Just please don't bring Holly. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously not ready for that yet. Ma'am, if, if I may, I know I'm an absolute goofball, but if I understand anything about how Miss Holly feels, she would give anything to see again. Just do it for her another time. And she walks off. Oberon follows shortly. Is <sighs> a sound that when Tara makes as she begins walking off towards her home to go drop off her brother. I assumed. As someone who has literally just seen their mother for the first time in 30 years, I can tell ya... It was one of the best moments of my ad- adulthood. Wait, what? Oh, yeah! Hey, uh, Saith, are you ever gonna stop just randomly dropping random bombs on us about some shit that's happened to you during your off time? It, it just never seems like relevant information, you know? And, and then... I will straight judo flip you one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> you are cruising for a fucking bruise at Saith. <laughs> we are gonna goddamn wrestle, okay? <laughs> you were talking about your ability to emotionally push people away from you by not telling them stuff. I am doing my best, okay? <laughs> I went from not speaking to anyone at all for years on end to seeing somebody every single freaking day of my life. It's not exactly an easy transition. Yeah, I guess that's valid gonna just go ahead and assume this was a walking conversation, and yes. we'll fast yes. forward a little bit. <laughs> Imagine them walking in, like, Arlo, like, while still walking it into, like, a wrestling stance. Like, come on, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that tracks, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys make it back over to the clearing that Winterra's family lives in. At this point, it doesn't really look like anyone is there. It looks like they're out patrolling or whatever other things it is that they do during the day. But you do know that from the night that you spent there the other day, there is, like, a little space for Oliver inside of the cave, so. Yeah, when Terry's is going to go place him over there. He is still out like a light. Yeah, when Tara brushes his hair and smiles at him and then gets up and brushes herself off and she uh, will just like leave a little note that like says, found Oliver in the woods, brought him back, go into the Feywild. Bye. Okay. So you guys head on over to the portal area and... You see Oberon standing there, but you do not see any sign of Autolo just yet. Uh, Oberon walks up and says, So, are you ready to go then? Wait! We need to tell Ryan! Oh, shit, that's right. Who? Arlo pulls out a speaking stone and just, like, taps it and is like, Ryan! It rings for a little bit, and then you hear, Hello, this is Ryan Delmarev. I am unable to answer the speaking stone right now, so please leave your message and I will return your call as soon as convenient. Thank you. Beep. Hey, Ryan, we're going to the Feywild. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, I have no idea how to explain what's going on because it's Feywild stuff, but uh, we'll be back soon. Love you. I mean, not that. I didn't say that. Uh, 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 how do I delete the message? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and the message oh. automatically ends oh. and sends. Oh. oh god. Arlo like panics and spikes his, his phone into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he like picks Slaith by the shoulders and shakes her. He's like, "How do I fix it? How do I fix this?" I did. You, you, you can't. No, that's not an answer. Help me! <laughs> I fucked it up. It is kind of cute that you were the first one to say it. I guess. Are you now ready to go into the Feywild? What is wrong with telling someone that you love them? It's complicated with terror. <laughs> Arlo's ready to go to the Feywild. Arlo may not return from the Feywild. <laughs> Arlo's like, I may go in and never come back out to face the consequences. Wait, where is the other one that looks like me? Oh, yes. Um, we're ready. And you see she comes out from behind a tree. It's like, okay, good, good. I'm seriously not ready to do that yet. It's been how much longer do you want to wait? The option? What? Let's just go. And she walks over to the pool and places her hand on the surface of the water, creating a ripple that turns into the portal to the Feywild. And as each of you jump in, you briefly hear as the last one of you goes in. God damn it, you little <laughs> shit. You guys emerge on the other side. Unlike last time, you don't come out in the crossroads just outside of the mushroom forest. Instead, you actually come out in the middle of the summer court itself, right in the middle of the grand city. And, as was implied, the last one to pop out is a fully conscious Oliver. What? I- Whoa! This is so cool! You rambunctious little butthead! Thank you! Well, um... That was unexpected. Shall, shall we go? Um... Well, this is certainly a complication. Uh, when Tara, what's your uh, your read on this? I'll deal with mom later. All right. Um, I'll 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 be sure to watch him while you guys are doing your your thing with with the blessing. So don't don't worry. He'll he'll be safe. I promise. Good luck. And when Tara walks away with wherever they're supposed to be going. Oh, hey Oliver! By the way, that's your grandmother. What? And Oliver just kind of like meekly waves and is moments later tackled by Oliver who's going Grim! I imagine Otto's really confused because I think last time when Tara only mentioned having a twin she didn't mention Oliver's existence we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> rest assured we'll get to that in a oh, second. God. oh god she probably doesn't even know that, that she has a grandchild that fully died and is back oh there's so much shit yep so, Otolo and Oberon guide you into the main palace area where you guys last met Lady Titania. As you go in, you find that the hall is a little bit more packed than it was last time. You see one other face that actually is familiar to you, and that is Hearsome, the head of the Fall Court. He is still wearing his bright, vibrant colors an orange vest that reaches down to the ground, his brown pants, his bright red shoes, all the colors of the fall leaves are adorned across him. But then you also see a few other faces that you did not otherwise remember. One that you see is a woman in a sparkling blue dress with pale blue skin that appears to be emanating an aura of frost around her with a crown made of ice. You also see two other figures standing side by side. They could not look more different, as one is a tall, 
muscular man wearing like very minimal armor with a loincloth, a large fur cape, and a, I will go ahead and say this ahead of time, not real bear head as the crown. And I will also say Wintero would recognize that it is definitely fake. Okay. I would say your animal knowledge is well enough to recognize that immediately. <laughs> Let's just go and attack one of the uh, one of the princes of the, the courts of the Feywild. That's a great idea. I yeah, mean, technically we, we already don't... did that. I mean, you did. I mean, I'll be fine. I'm a crowd favorite. But next to him, you see a much smaller elf-looking creature with sort of an aquatic blue complexion to him long hair, and an unusually buff bird singing on his shoulder. Joffrey, Joffrey. And then singing in Lady Titania's throne looks like Lady Titania, but older? Significantly older. Like, when you last saw her, she was a young child, maybe about Oliver's age. Now she appears to be in her late teens. As you all enter the room and see all of these figures, Audelo announces all of you. Excuse me, lords and ladies, we have brought our guests from the material plane to receive the blessing of the Fae. And they all stop with their idle chatter and all look towards you. And... The first one of them that approaches you is the two, uh, the one in the bear head, the other one with maybe Jockbird. They walk up to you and the first one, he eyes you up and down, Wintera. Like, he almost somehow knew that you were, like, the one who made the deal. And then places a hand on your shoulder. This man is actually, just to be clear, probably the largest person in this room. He is a large person. Isn't one of them nine feet tall already? Yeah, I know what I said. God damn. These are big people. And tall, supermodel-ass fae with their unrealistic beauty standards. <laughs> but you feel the full weight of his hand as it claps down on you and he says, It is good to see you! I am glad that you have come to aid us in our time of need. I do not know your name. I'm Wintera. Wintera! A pleasure. I am Lord Messicamen. This is my twin brother, Ulorian. And he points to the much smaller, much more frail-looking elven creature with the muscular bird. Yo, Messicamen's a dope-ass name. Thank you. I did not make it up. Where's it from? Cobalt Press. Huh. Nice. Well, fucking shout out to Cobalt Press. That's a dope fucking name. Yep. When Tara looks over, she's just like, huh, I have a twin too, but he looks like me. Are you saying we don't look alike? They look nothing alike. She tilts her head to the side. She's like, no, not really. It is all right, brother. The material plane folk just don't understand. Mm, I suppose. Mm, just like parents. I know, right? <laughs> I like this one! <laughs> Arlo raises his hand for a high five. He meets you. Roll a strength save. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, boy. Okay, come on. My strength is pretty high. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. I want can, this to be cool. Can I... Ooh. Can I offer him... Can I offer him help by placing my tail up against him? No. Uh oh. I don't care because that was a dirty 20. Cool. You fall over. I hate you. <laughs> He's big. <laughs> <laughs> when Tara does not offer help in any way, but she does look at the, t the smaller one and go, I have a bird that I can summon that's very muscular too. Oh, you formed a bond with the jock birds? <gasps> <sighs> You know. Carlo hears jock birds, plural, and and he he literally makes that sound. He gasps in excitement, like there there's an entire species. Yes, of course, the jock birds and the birdies. 
<laughs> they are male and female counterparts, and they are the guardians of the Fave Rivers. Arlo is catatonic with excitement. Oh. Oh. Oh god, I missed the Feywild. <laughs> At this point, the icy person comes over and says, It is a pleasure to meet you as well, Miss Winter. I am Sarastra, the queen of the Winter Court. Oh, hello. Olorian chimes in with, Oh yes, and we are the uh, co-princes of the Spring Court. We forgot to mention that because we were so appalled that you didn't recognize our sibling resemblance. A normal thing to say, I know. Very normal. As all of this uh, tomfoolery is going on, Titania stands up and the other lords turn to face her almost instinctively as if they know that she has risen. And she walks over to you slowly and says, I am pleased to see that you have decided to honor your word, Terra of the Dark Knights. I thank you for coming to us in our time of aid to find our lost shepherd. Of course, I would never go back on something I agreed to. An admirable trait, one that I understand is not shared amongst all from your plane. There are a lot of people on the plane, and not all of them can hold that sort of thing inside of themselves. Well, we shall see exactly what is within not just you, but your compatriots as well. For we need you all to take the trials to see if you are worthy of the blessing of the Fae. So when you say you need to see what's within us, this isn't going to be like some kind of colonoscopy type of thing? Oberon leans in close and says, it could be. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> I need an adult. Heskin turns to you and says, I'm an adult. No. <laughs> when Tara looks at Titania, though, and she kind of pops her head to the side, she looks at her a little quizzically, and she's just like, but you know my name, but I don't remember yours. That is strange. I remember introducing myself. I am Lady Titania of the Summer Court. Oh, Okay. You were just a wee little baby when we saw you last. What happened? I decided to try a new look. It looks good yeah. on you. Why, thank you. I suppose that's why I don't remember. I suppose. Makes sense. Are you all ready to begin? May as well. Yeah, oh, okay. Goes, Wait, hold on, hold on. And he looks in his bag and he goes, and he's like, you hear the clinking of bottles? And he's like, three, four, five. Yeah, alright, I can get through this. These numbers are only as canon as I decide. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> I'm seeing just how much I can get away with this episode. Oh my goodness. Get a minute, like, alright, 999. <laughs> okay, no, stop. <laughs> Drawing a line somewhere between 1 and 999, I'll let you know later what that line is. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, Lady Titania reaches out her hand and says, All who wish to partake in the trial, take my hand. When Tara takes her hand. Safe does too. As does Arlo. And Bookworm also places her hand in there. And oh shit, write... I didn't think that she came. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Drew, after having a phone call with Ryan, the last thing of which she said was, stay with her no matter what, your first instinct is, well, we for sure left her by herself in the material plane while we go off to do some Feywild bullshit, is that what you just told me? I mean, when you say it in that way, it sounds like I'm being irresponsible. Uh-huh. <laughs> but another part of the conversation was how limited her spell casting is because of her not able to speak. So Do you not do you not want her to partake in this trial? No, she can partake in the trial. I just like I straight up like my brain was just like, Oh yeah, Bookworm is here with us in the Feywild. 
yeah, it's almost like that was the original conceit of this mission. So as all four of you take Titania's hand, a green light emanates from her palm and envelops the entire room. Now, at this point, I need one of you to roll me a d4. Katie. Uh, okay. You got them blood dice that keep rolling nat 20s and shit. I mean, I don't know how you get a 20 out of 4, but... <laughs> Holy shit, nat 20, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the 4, like, knocked into another dice, and that knocked into another dice, and it made a nat 20, which counts because of the ancient <laughs> rules of D&D from ancient <laughs> Egypt. I got a four. That is a natural 20 on a d4. <laughs> <laughs> so my point stands. That's fair. Too bad for you, it wasn't a skill check. PP. You all, as the light fades, find yourselves each sitting on a stool in a dark room for which you cannot see anything. All of a sudden, four lights shine down from above onto each of you, and you hear a very similar music to your most recent adventures in Nightwatch. And as the corny show tunes music plays in the background, you see six panels light up with shadowed silhouettes behind them, and the words matchmaker light up above all of you. And that is where we shall pause our tale for now. Hello everyone, Jordan here. We have a few plugs to shout out, as well as a few bloopers that didn't quite make it into the episode proper. So make sure you listen to the very end. If you want to support the show, follow us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash agentsofdamned. We post all our episodes there a full week before they hit iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcasting platforms you can find us on. We also have a special after show called Peek Behind the Screen, where we talk more in-depth about the episode, what we think will happen next, or whatever the hell else we feel like talking about. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Agents of Damned, and on Twitter at Agents of D. You can also follow our personal Twitters, me at Pokechap, Christina at Rikachu, and Katie at Missy Mystery, M-Y-S-S-Y Mystery. Drew is not on Twitter. We also have a website, agentsofdam.wordpress.com, or agentsofdam.com, where you can also find all our episodes, along with full transcriptions of each episode and personal bios of the cast. Additionally, we also have merch now. You can find a wide selection of our merchandise available over at tpublic.com slash user slash AOD, or just follow the link on our website. If you want to talk to us or our community at large, we have a Discord server at AOD, capital A, lowercase O, uppercase D, where you can chat, discuss theories, and submit fan art and suggestions for the show. We do ask that you keep it PG, lest we unleash our unholy wrath upon you. Don't forget to leave a review and share the show with a friend. Until next time, bye! Betty. I'm trying to figure out a new dessert option for the menu. Apparently, people don't like dark chocolate anchovy grill parfait! Hmm. It is an interesting issue. Have you considered searching outside of ourselves? Perhaps might have it recommend uh, just cheesecakes by Tina Rose. Who that? Who that? Why, 
Just Cheesecake by Tino Rose is local bakery that specializes in cheesecake found in southern Charlotte, North Carolina. As the name implies, they make cheesecake. That all? I mean, hell, I can do that. Oh, Betty, you misunderstand. They make so many. They have regular cheesecake. They have cupcake cheesecake. They have so many amazing options for you to choose from. Hmm, interesting. Where can I find them? You can find them on Facebook.com at Just Cheesecakes by Tina Rose. There they have all sorts of pictures of all of the different cheesecake that they make. And when you're ready to order, you can contact them there. Hmm, sounds good. I guess I'll give that a shot. Remember, Betty, it's Just Cheesecakes by Tina Rose. You see her start to sign, and what she signs horrifies you. Oh god, what does she sign? When Tara's gone. Excuse me? Wait, what? Tara? Tara, what did you do? Christina? Christina, what did you do? Christina? Christina? Christina, you're in the God apartment with me right now. I will go into your room. <laughs> That's hilarious. I will break the fucking fourth wall and I'll go to that room. <laughs> I can't believe you two. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I thought you were going to say, like, the sounds of Roundabout playing because of, you said the ripple and that made me think of Hamon. Shit, that would have been so much better. All faces. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you softly hear. Well, alrighty then. I have so many questions. Hey, Jordan, I had um, something for you. Um, could you, uh, just like, you know, real quick, um, go directly to jail. Do not uh, pass go. Uh, do not connect two hundred dollars. Just real quick, just real quick to jail for you. Could you roll just like just real quick go to jail? Just real quick jail, just jail please. Just a little bit of jail, little bit, little, little bit of jail, a little bit of jail for Jordan as a treat. <laughs>